Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Neat Pour. This week, we're diving into a few of our favorite bottles of bourbon that's under $40. So this week, we try to keep it cost-effective and readily available for you guys. So sit back, relax, grab your drinks, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Nick is here. Shalanda's here. It's the Nipor. So, Shalanda, I think this was your idea to um, really take a break from these hard-to-find whiskeys and try to spotlight whiskeys that are sitting right in front of you on the shelf every time you go to the store. Yeah, I mean, it only makes sense because, I mean, we have people out here who can't always get the hard-to-get bottles, so we need to be able to give the people what's readily available and also cost-effective. Yeah, I think part of me agree with you because... um, you know, the crew that I usually go through to get um, to source hard to find bottles, you know, they were trying to finger fuck me with uh, $140 for a two ounce pour this week. Uh, did you get it? No. <laughs> no. I'm out at that point. That's yeah. uh, it's too rich for my blood. A hundred and some dollars for just a sip. Yeah. And uh, the Weller Foolproof, I think, which is a $60 retail bottle, was like two seventy five. Yeah, and I see not everybody can make those moves with those secondary prices. So we got to be able to reach out to all the people. Because I often get questions about, hey, what cost-effective bourbons are out there that's good for, you know, that's, that's readily available. Yeah, and um, these are these are three good ones I think we have here um, that are just kind of hiding in plain sight that, uh, that are all really good. They're actually, some of my favorites. Yeah. So I don't know where we start. Well, I think what we have in glass is uh, Old Granddad 114 from the Jim Beam crew. Now, I'm going to be honest. This is my first time having Old Granddad in years. I didn't realize what it was until like after I got older. I just remember my little sister's dad always drinking Old Granddad. This was his drink of choice. Yeah, my ass really hurts in this chair. Um, there's, it's a... it's. <laughs> synonymous with being like a wino kind of drink and just in my travels um if you see an alcoholic and he is residentially challenged and he's got a fifth of something you know it's probably old granddad but however old granddad's (laughs) rep has kind of changed over the years because you have people now seeking it out yeah i think uh well i'll tell you two things um one the uh the crew over at uh the violet hour Mm-hmm. Which um, you know, have we been to the Violet Hour? We went. You took me for my birthday. Okay, um, because I was there. I was there for Shalana's birthday, and then I think uh, it was for a cocktail virtual cider thing as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. The uh, the mitten, uh, whoever makes the mitten virtual cider, mm-hmm. they had a um, they had this cocktail festival every year that rotates, and it was at the Violet Hour. Oh, and they had old granddad. One of the contestants, I want to say it was Longman and Eagle, mm-hmm. and we've posted this on our socials. They had old granddad bottled and bond in a rocking chair, a granddad rocking chair, and that was their feature whiskey for the cocktail they were making. Oh, and wow, then I uh, fast forward a couple months and I was at, you know, maybe a department store for with the same crew, the mm-hmm. same um the same crew, and they were saying that bottled and bond is what you want to use in a Manhattan. And it doesn't matter which one it is. 
So when you get a bonded old granddad, that's in play for cocktails at a fancy bar. That's that's where I was going with that. Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. So um, that's when I started looking at old granddad a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the 114. And, you know, I kind of dig it, man. Well, A, I dig the presentation. It's the short, stumpy bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got the uh, it's got the like the wax seal on the front. But then it's 114 proof. It's $35. You know, it's $29 in a lot of places. And it's it's a fun ride. I think the OG granddad, OG old granddad has a little, is a little bit of a, is a spice bomb. Whole lot of nutmeg, whole lot of, whole lot of cinnamon, whole lot of, you know, baking spice. So is that not your jam? No, nah, but when you get up to the 114, I think you start to get into some black walnuts and maybe just a tad bit of a... Uh, you know, a little spicy, a little or- spiced orange, as opposed to just straight up nut- nutmeg spice bomb. Let's see, here it goes. So, man, like I said, I haven't had, like I said, my first experience to old granddad was when I used to, we used to sneak sips of her dad's uh, uh, whiskey. So I haven't had it as an adult, but I've heard people say great things about it. So this is Nick's pick right here. Yeah. Um, me and Andy. Damn, it's pretty damn good too. My homeboy Andy. I'm this. When he when he first got me into whiskey, um, you know, he was dating some chick who uh you know, her folks were Trump supporters. But he was dating some chick who got him a whiskey membership, whiskeys around the world, mm-hmm. and he used to bring a bunch of whiskey in. And old granddad was one of the ones that he brought just to compare to what he would call Yankee whiskeys, right? You know, anything that's less than three years, anything that's produced outside of Kentucky, he called a Yankee whiskey. And to bring it back home to what whiskey should taste like, he would always bring like Jim Beam products. So he brought the old granddad and uh, we hated it. <laughs> we fucking hated it. But then the more I drank the Bonded and the more I drank the 114, I honestly started to come around to it. And then accessibility and then price. Maybe come around even more. So. Yeah, that price point definitely hits hard when you've been chasing bottles and you've dropped, you know, a hundred plus for just one bottle, and then you look up, you halfway, it's halfway gone. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm all about being cost effective. And then having something, you know, actually be pretty tasty too. Um, just for perspective, I think you saw special number four from yeah. Goose Island Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout, Oatmeal Stout, is twenty four dollars. A bottle of old granddad's twenty nine dollars. Yeah, so but you know, as soon as you open up that bottle of the of that beer, it's gone. Versus some, this is something you can kind of sip on. You know, you can you know you can make hot toddies out of it. You know, you can make um, old fashions. Old fashions has been a drink of choice lately. Yeah, you know, um, it's got a little more range, and it's and the price is right for something for some fun cocktails, and you don't feel bad opening your your ten year old fucking whiskey. Um, what should we talk about next? Well, the other one that's open on the table is uh, Baby Saz. Yes. Uh, that is Sazerac Rye. That is one of my favorites. Um, this was one of my favorite whiskeys of last year, too. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, it comes in this this vintage kind of throwback bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's The bottle's almost pleated, Shalanda, right? Pleated. Don't, I mean, you look at it. The, there's almost like pa- panels on this bottle. Like pleated skirts. It reminds me of that <laughs> uh, one of those Japanese whiskey bottles you got up front, where it's got mm-hmm. a very similar aesthetic. Where you know it kind of looks like curtains or something, right? Yeah, um, I love this whiskey, uh, baby Saz, uh, Sazerac Rye, straight rye, rye whiskey. 
from the Buffalo Trace Destere. It's uh, <laughs> it's not the Buffalo what? The Buffalo Trace Destere. Now, where you get that from? That always cracks me up. Oh, <laughs> uh, it makes me it makes me laugh too. Uh, Ninety proof, twenty nine bucks all day long. Um, what can I say about this? Like, just kind of like toffee cake and delicious baked like cinnamon roll goodness yes in this, this i do is, agree with that i do fun. agree with that assessment that is sazerac has been one of my go-to's um over the past couple of months that toffee um the hint of sweetness the caramel the vanilla and like it just all ties together it's very it's dangerously approachable yeah um it almost comes off as a little bit um the rye comes off and, you know, they were on their Whiskey Wednesday was all about their Sazerac rag series. And it almost comes off. This one does at 90 proof comes off as Amaretto a little bit. You think? I think so. That's what it reminds me of. Like if I, had I feel a, like we need to pour it up to make sure. Yeah. OK, that's cool. Where's your glass? Um, like if I had an Amaretto liqueur. Uh-huh. Right. Or if I had like an Amaretto, like, I don't know, like a uh, like a cream an Amaretto based coffee liqueur. Coffee creamer liqueur. Ah, it reminds me of that, right? That's that's always what I got from this. Um, so that's part of the lineup. It's the exact same recipe as, well, shit, uh, Van Winkle Special Reserve thirteen mm-hmm. from them. Um, of course, on the big on the other end is Buffalo Trace Antique Collection Sazerac eighteen, same recipe. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle is a uh, Thomas H Handy, which is a. Uh, Basically, the uncut, fun, unfiltered version of that. So roughly around the same age, just that's a 90 proof offering. This other one is like 128, 130 proof. Yeah. Now that's, that you've, the only difference. Now that you've pinpointed that Amaretto uh, taste, I am definitely getting it. I love this whiskey. And, you know, don't get me wrong. We, we said it at the end of 2020, you know, finding hard to find stuff and then drinking it and sharing our thoughts on it is is important and it's a pillar of the show but having said that there's a ton of cool shit at the store yeah you miss <laughs> here's the thing you miss that like nick is all for i gotta hunt this bourbon guy i he was hunting down until he finds it and i'm on the other spectrum don't get me wrong i will drink the good shit that he finds because he puts in hard work for it but i'm also about let's Let's cop what's in the store because A, is there, and B, you tend to miss out on so much good shit because we are so busy trying to find the hard-to-find bottles. It shouldn't be that, yeah, we're not taters. It shouldn't be this one-directional hunt for, um, oh, you don't have anything in your special room, well, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think with bourbon, a lot like beer where it's only just a couple rest- a couple ingredients. Right. A lot of they all share the same ingredients, like understanding those subtleties of the easy to find stuff makes you appreciate the other stuff even more. I mean, because you, you look know? at we we just did barrel the 2021 new year. You know, that's pretty easy to find. And it was pretty damn good. Yeah, there's some nice bright fruit in that that I was really excited about. Yeah. Dangerously approachable. I can't say the other word, but. This is Nick's turn. Yeah. Shout out to Beryl because they reached out and, uh, and and they listened to the show last week. So like, ah, that's so dope. That was exciting. <laughs> um, yeah. We talk about uh, one more note about Basil Hayden. Um, 
Do you have any photos from when we went to the Basil Hayden shoot? I, uh, I do. Okay, you should probably post them because a lot of people don't know. And I said Basil Hayden. This is a reference to Old Granddad. Uh, both Old Granddad and Jim Beam. Well, both Old Granddad and Basil Hayden are Jim Beam products. Mm. And the person you see on the label of Old Granddad, that man, is actually Basil Hayden. Oh, for real? Yeah. So See, the, Nick, I was schooling me. So it's all relative. But then um, I think Jim Beam products, well, this one and the Basil Hayden, they have like a kind of nutty funkiness to them mm-hmm. a lot of times. Like that's, Or even Booker's. Booker's always has like a peanut shell or like a, you know, like a, a, a caramel with nuts in it kind of vibe, like a Snickers vibe on all those Booker's products. Right. Like salty, peanutty. Um, and the and the only other crew that I can think of that has that same kind of note with the nutty flavors is uh, this third crew that we're bringing up. So this is uh, the good folks over at um, uh, Heaven Hill Distillery. Heaven Hill Distillery. Heaven Hill Distillery. And this is their Evan Williams bottled and bind. Now, this is one of my favorites. Now... I picked this up by chance a while ago and I actually just had to buy a new bottle of it because I drank it all. But this bottle here, just to be $16 retail, man, that's, that's some pretty damn good bourbon. Yeah, I think, um, let, me, uh, let me slow down. Slow um, down. Yeah, I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm talking all week and then when I have a point I want to make, my voice speeds up. That's that old age. And then I, I stumble through the point. So you're old motherfucker. Let me slow down and use my words. Yeah, okay. old motherfucker. Um, that I heard you the first time you said I just that. want to make sure you heard me because you know how hear it goes you know. out. Um, Evan Williams Black Label mm-hmm. is the uh, is the top selling bourbon in America. Where Jim Beam, the Jim Beam White Label is the top selling bourbon in the world. In America, the top selling bourbon is uh, Evan Williams Black Label. Now that's like eighty six proof, mm-hmm. um, not bottled and bond. And uh, you know, I hate I hated that whiskey the first time I had it. You know, really? Yeah. Uh, me and CBG Dan, we were at some club. I think it was Exit off North Ave near Elston. You was at a strip club? It was more like a goth kind of biker club. Ah. And we were trying to put together some kind of event. And usually when you go to these kind of clubs where, you know, it's super dark and everyone's wearing fucking Doc Martens and, you know, leather leather and fucking nose ring attached to the wallet by a chain, all that, that kind of crew. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's a couch and you're not sure you want to sit on it. Because <laughs> right. you don't know what's then on there. You know, so we're in that kind of joint. Also, anyway, I'm just like, listen, man, they doing a shot and a beer special. Give me the shot. Give me the beer. You know, it's a shitty beer, and then the whiskey is Evan Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hate this. I hated this fucking whiskey. Um, but you know, once we once well, actually you and I went down to uh, Heaven Hill, yeah, and you know they walked us through you know the Elijah Craig series. And then one of my favorites of all time is that Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. And then, you know, we came back around to the Evan Williams Bottled and Bond. It's not 80 proof. It's not 86 proof. It's 100 proof. Mm-hmm. And it's four years old. And it's um, and it's, it's a whole different vibe. And it brings me back in. I'm taking you to where I experienced these whiskeys at my worst. And, and then how I got back into enjoying them. You know, after we did the rounds and picked up, you know, some bottles all north of $100, you know, we're talking to our, our friend at the liquor store and we're looking at this $17 bottle. We're like, let's take it for a spin. And we're like, well, shit, you know, where a lot of the, some of those whiskeys over 100 will disappoint you. Mm-hmm. Is Evan Williams sitting right in front of you and 17 is actually comparable to a lot of those things that we scored over 100. So I think 
that's important to point out. It's very important to point out because is for those people out also asking what's the best advice for those who are new to the whole bourbon whiskey, you know, gang. My thing is don't let the price point fool you. Just because you may come across a two hundred dollar bottle of bourbon doesn't necessarily mean it's the best bottle of bourbon. Sometimes the best shit is the shit that's readily available under fifty dollars sitting right in front of your goddamn face. Yeah, I think um you know what gets lost in the conversation when you talk about good whiskey is uh price point, like we've been discussing this whole episode. And then also age statements, mm-hmm. right? Like, so when we went to Puerto Rico, right? And they talked about how, oh, the weather's warm all the time. So, you know, something that ages for four years down here is the equivalent of aging maybe eight years in a place like Kentucky, right? Now, on the other end of that, if you go to a place like Scotland where they're aging their whiskeys, right? Um, you know, it might take 10 years. 10 years is just a starting point. You know, right. it might not start tasting good because it's, it's a, it's a 10 year, it's a 20 year process because it's a little colder, because that's not a new oak barrel, right? And then all that kind of shit too. Um, so that's why those scotches are, you know, 20, 25 year, 30 year old, 40 year old scotches are out there. Years. <laughs> right? A lot of it has to do with the environment. But when you talk about Kentucky, you know, if you got an eight floor rick house in Kentucky, you know, in the middle of summer, it could be 120 degrees on that eighth floor. You know, and then by the time November rolls around, you know, it might only get to 60 degrees in that exact same spot. Mm -hmm. So that fluctuation plays a big role. So just because it's, you know, a six to seven year old product can actually be, you know, really delicious. And then those and then a lot of those bourbon fuckers will tell you that, you know, really 10 to 12 years is the sweet spot. But things that sit on the upper rick houses that go for eight years um, can can have a lot of complexity. So that's all I wanted to say about price and age are not necessarily the whole story when it comes to these whiskeys. That's all. So, Well, folks, there you have it. As usual, Nick's, uh, Nick always breaks it down for us, dropping the history facts with the facts. Yeah, man. And um, good job by you for pointing out that we should do an episode because we actually didn't have any... Um, Old Granddad 114 in the Afro Beer Chick Studios where we record. So, you know, good job at you by saying, no, let's let's spotlight these. And um, Baby Saz is one of my all-time favorite whiskeys, and it's 29 bucks. So. There you go. And, you know, that's the thing. All of these bourbons that we just discussed are actually under $30. So go check them out and let us know what you think. So any final words? Um, That's it, man. Um, It's been real. Happy New Year. And... Um, I'm glad we were able to spotlight some uh, some some hiding in plain sight whiskeys on this show. All right. Well, on the flip side, you know, you can catch us um, collectively at The Neeport. Check us out at Neeport.com. Twitter, social medias, again, The Neeport individually. You can catch him at Nicosio and me at Afro Beer Chick. So until then, peace out.